0: Ooh, you know when a piece of black pepper makes a reoccurrence?
1: Yes, <laughs> that just happened to me. When you use the old uh, pepper grinder and something something comes back to you. Something,
0: I think it's pepper. That's usually what happens.
1: Yeah, and then you crunch it, and then it's more potent than you would expect. Yeah, That's that sucks. Did that just right happen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, why is there pepper in your coffee?
0: That's a great question. <laughs> um, this is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Rachel.
1: I'm Chris, and we're and just getting
0: started on that.
1: That would be. I wonder how that would be. Like, I'm surprised nobody's tried to do something stupid like that.
0: Are you kidding? I'm sure it's been done. If I Google pepper coffee, I'm sure it's been done.
1: I still don't understand. Oh, my God. I'm blanking on what it's called, but the coffee where you put butter in it.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, uh, the people do that. What shit? The, what is it called? Bulletproof or bulletproof, something? Bulletproof. Yeah, that's okay. It. So for the longest fucking time, I thought bulletproof coffee was just like a brand of coffee yeah, that everyone too. was like into in LA. I was, and I was like, like, oh, cool.
1: hey, is this like Death Wish? Like, <laughs> like you know, like...
0: um, black pepper powder in black coffee, um, is a thing. There's health benefits, and it seems to be popular in India. Okay. So Spice
1: goes good with coffee. So, yeah. like...
0: I'm not surprised by that. There's spice, a lot of shit that has Spice, coffee,
1: and chocolate. They all kind of go together. Yes. Anyway. But, yeah, bulletproof coffee. I don't... I don't know. It's all,
0: like... Okay. I'm not trying to offend anyone, by the way. Because, like, I do, I've never tried it. So, I have no fucking idea, like, what it is... Like, in terms of the viscosity. That's what I worry about. Like, I don't want my coffee to be oily. And there are certain, yeah. like, creamers that I've used that have given me that, like...
1: And that's a creamer, not, like, pure butterfat. Yeah, so... <laughs> like...
0: And I know it's, like... They usually use, like, clarified butter or ghee. I don't really know. And then you blend it. It just seems, personally, like, a lot of work. And, like, these are the, like... the. <laughs>
1: I don't want. From under, my
0: experience, the people that do this are the same people that like the coffee, though, is from a Keurig. I'm telling you. Like, I'm just. I swear I just to God, know, then they're putting it in a blender. It's like, if you have that fucking time, bitch.
1: I want to know listen. what it my does. My Keurig rant comes no. back. <laughs> what what does it do for you? Like, I've seen, like, things remember. being like, it's like, oh, like, energizing, Focus. like, brain power, whatever. I don't get because, it. Because, like,
0: their their argument is that, like, you know, it's the people that, like, they encourage you to go low carb high fat or whatever so like you shouldn't yeah. be eating as many carbs but it's very popular
1: eating... right now low carb high fat is yes very popular right now it is
0: i can i tell you maybe this is why i'm fat i literally don't have the energy to care about these things i yeah. just can't if i had to it's already enough that i have to like look out for ingredients that will give me a migraine i do not have the time to do like it's called macros I just do not.
1: What is that like?
0: It's like the macronutrients. So it's like telling you like what is a carb, what is a fat.
1: I mean, isn't that kind of diet also kind of meat heavy? Some
0: of them are, some of them aren't.
1: I think it would be
0: extremely difficult to do like the keto diet vegan because it requires you to eat a lot of fat and. You could eat, like, hella avocados.
1: So but, like, is keto that the name of that diet, where it's, like, low-carb, I mean, high-fat? I, I don't people know. People are doing
0: the, like, the the coffee shit. Like, they're doing it with, like, several different types of things. So I don't really know. I've seen vegans do it, but I don't know what kind of butter they're using. Like, if it's, like, vegan butter. Like, earth. I just melt earth balance <laughs> in my coffee. <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: I'm I don't know. Just the eating... paleo diet
0: is the one that's, like... The fucking meat boy.
1: Trying to be low sugar, because that's something we can all agree is not great to have a lot of... Low processed
0: sugar. The only sugar I try to put in my body...
1: Natural sugars. Is fruit. Yeah. Unless...
0: Or, like, something that has, like, a natural sugar in it, like, a piece of corn or whatever. But, like, when I... It's, like, rare that we, like, go out and get ice creamers, you know, something like that. But, like, I try not to keep it in the house, because it is the one thing like even dairy never really affected my skin everyone told me that like going dairy free was gonna make my skin so much better it was sugar sugar if i eat like frankie and joe's ice cream for example or like a bag of skittles or something i get like not like big pimples or anything but like just like those tiny little like textury bumps all over your fucking face Mm -hmm. and they're annoying as fuck yeah and that's like i just don't i just
1: like the diets like whatever they are like if it works for you it's fucking fine like it's whatever i'm just like
0: i just personally don't have the fucking time to care
1: and i just cutting down on sugar is like the only thing i would say i've really done in general yeah
0: like you actively do besides like we don't really when's
1: like when's when's the last time i've drank soda
0: i cannot even remember
1: i don't know at a movie theater it's probably been like literally could count on my hand the number of times since like we moved to seattle
0: yeah we only had soda when we moved here like at the movie theater and we've only been to the movie theater like maybe five times
1: yeah we kind of suck on that but regard, like we but... didn't
0: get it the last time because i was like i'm over
1: yeah this. gotta get I'm that telling popcorn you, like
0: the Lacroix, like everyone can drag them because it does taste like a lime was in a gallon of water and i understand yeah, yeah. but if you're not in soda for the sugar and you're there for those harsh bubbles fucking your throat, then that is why (laughs) I like fucking, like, the the carbonated Perrier fucking bullshit. Yeah, we're here for those carbonated
1: drinks. They're harmless and... It's like,
0: oh, I'm drinking water, but, like, with a spicy twist. Yeah. (laughs) Not spicy. With a bite. goddamn. A bite.
1: Well, right now, we're just drinking Whole Foods coffee. Um... Classic boy, it's the same way. Nothing Noth- really to see here. Nothing special, but yes, that's what we're having right now. And I just got. I don't drink. have a fact. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I totally just keep forgetting now at this point. And the fact was bulletproof coffee. I'm still confused by it. Maybe we'll but, uh, try it. Maybe. What if we did? It has what if fucking that was like butter a- in it.
0: I'll take a lactaid and we'll try it. Like no,
1: <laughs> I'm. I don't have an interest. I'm sorry. I don't
0: have an interest either. But like maybe. We should do it. My artery
1: kind of hurts a little bit thinking about it.
0: What artery? Which one?
1: The ventricle, you know? That's not an... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
0: The ventricle?
1: (laughs) Ten blade. (laughs) One
0: biologist was just so mad.
1: Yes. Anyway, (laughs) I think you were going to say something. I think,
0: like, you know, you see these YouTubers and they'll do, like, trying the keto diet for, like, a week or, you know, trying Bulletproof Coffee for a week. Like, maybe we should just do it once. Not a week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the I patience. don't have the dedication for that. <laughs> but like
0: just try it once. Like I'm not I'm gonna curious it.
1: enough for that. You're
0: not? Just to,
1: to, see. to no, to do it a week, I'm saying. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Uh, yeah. But like but then people are going to be like, "Well, it doesn't really kick in. First you get the bulletproof flu and then it doesn't kick in <laughs> until like the second week or whatever." Like that's another thing too. I'm not gonna start a diet that's like first thing that I deal with is symptoms that are bad. Like I know that you're supposed to push through, and then suddenly your brain grows four sizes and you can do math again. And like <laughs> I just personally <laughs> can't. I just truly can't. Oh, there's like starter sets. So I just want to know like what it is. Oh, so you use 100% pure butter from a grass-fed cow. It gives oh, your yeah, coffee that's right. I've a seen... creamy boost. And gives it buttery flavor, and they also already have it like where it's fucking like pre mixed. Interesting. And is you just, this like, heated up?
1: So my day should essentially be: in the morning, have some water and some bulletproof coffee. In the afternoon, have a nice kombucha. Like is that. The it says the vibe? it's
0: helped everyone from driven CEOs to professional athletes to busy parents increase their energy to do more shit it's like that kind of like don't sleep five hour energy like shit um it all starts with the beans it says you brew a cup of coffee and then using of course their bulletproof coffee beans you can't use any other beans okay. um use a french press for ease of use and to preserve the beneficial coffee oils that the paper filters out is that even really true
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Then you add a teaspoon of brain octane oil.
1: I don't know her.
0: And then you add grass-fed ghee, which is essentially... Um, it's a butter butter or ghee ghee apparently is for people that can't tolerate dairy what do they do is ghee like it's a byproduct of making
1: butter or something like that so i guess it doesn't
0: have as much like lactose yeah don't worry this mixture also makes the creamiest most delicious cup of coffee you've ever had oh and make sure your butter is unsalted salty coffee is gross alton brown would beg to differ he salts (laughs) his coffee like he puts it in the grinds yeah grounds wow yes um, and then you mix it in the blender until it looks like a foamy latte.
1: Um... And they say
0: that it's supposed to help with, like... Okay, it's, it's supposed to give you a burst of energy and s- not, like... <laughs> oh, suppressed hunger? Mm-hmm. See. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's the... basically supposed to make you, like, want to eat a little bit less... And give you lasting energy, because it's butter and not a fucking granola bar. I
1: have found... And
0: mental clarity. You know
1: what else gives you more energy? It's cutting sugar.
0: Well, yeah. Because whenever I do the thing where I haven't eaten, and then I eat something stupid, like one of those coconut yogurts, and then yeah. I die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, the sugar... This is the sugar industry. Big sugar. Coming Big at us sugar. again. That's you wow. know, <laughs> They're just like yeah i don't know like i would rather just drink a ray. i know already drinking coffee like kind of it's kind of bad is it bad i don't know i don't know but <laughs> here's jury's the tea. Out on, coffee. on
0: this it's saying so it's saying that it will give you a sharper brain because of the bioflavonoids <laughs> and <laughs> they make you smarter now okay but all this is talking about coffee itself like, it's not even talking about, like, the adding butter. The butter is literally just to be like, hey, you don't have to eat a meal in no the morning. You just add a teaspoon of fucking butter to your coffee. That's the, what it is. I it know. fills you up. And so they're saying that bioflavonoids in coffee make you smarter and intensify neuronal firing in the brain. Um, and it can also protect your brain as you age. That's what it's saying just about coffee in general. It also yeah. says it gives you a happier outlook. There's evidence that a couple of cups of, co- <laughs> a wow.
1: couple of,
0: cups of coffee can... Um, improve your mood and sense of alertness. Okay. I feel that. So,
1: to anybody out there, sorry if we did a really terrible job of summarizing this, but if anybody could educate us on why, like, you're reading all these things about coffee, and like, I've read those things too in studies that like that it's good, whatever. They do have
0: sources here. I'm just not. Gonna yeah, no, right like,
1: now. I've seen that stuff about coffee before, but I want to know what is the health benefit to adding the butter or ghee. And that brain octane oil other than suppressant of my hunger. Hunger.
0: Yeah. And then it says it caffeine boosts your physical endurance so your workouts are better and can also raise your metabolism to help you burn fat. Um in what in in, in what world has this coffee helped me burn more fat? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even put a lot of shit in my coffee. Also, I just am bad at this. I, I'm not actively out here trying to lose weight, so that's the tea. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could. I've done it before. I just, I just, I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's our science section of this fucking show. Uh, tune in next week where we tackle—I don't know what. <laughs>
0: all it's saying is that the fat is a healthy fat, and that it will just sustain you for extra hours. That's all it's saying.
1: Sounds to me like it's. And there's
0: omegas
1: hunger suppressant your
0: brain craves good fat i don't know for me personally i think it would be much more enjoyable because i'm pretty picky about my coffee i like it the same fucking way since i was in the womb it's just been the same way yeah the creamer in the cup just the coffee that's it so i would personally rather just do that and eat half an avocado
1: yeah maybe even a whole avocado if you
0: really want to be that bitch
1: yeah I mean, I'd rather, yeah, have a decent breakfast food to supplement my coffee. But we're also not anti-carb.
0: That's yeah. the tea too. A lot of people that go gluten-free, they're only doing it because they think like that—that that means you just cut carbs. But like, there's lots of carbs that gluten gluten-free
1: and carb-free are used synonymously. And, and I'm not
0: giving up carbs, bitch. If I can, if I have to give up like the way carbs, the, the way God made carbs, yeah, then. I'm eating the fake ones or whatever. (laughs) The alternatives. I'm not giving up rice.
1: Whatever grains are left, you're going for those, you know. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I think like the one bread you had is like it's a seven grain instead of a twelve grain. You know?
0: Those extra of like five grains, man, where'd they go?
1: I like bread too much. I like bagels too much. Bagels.
0: I'm a Jew. You can't just cut off a limb like that, you know?
1: I like to keep these things around, especially when we're cutting a lot of other things out of our diet. We. Yeah.
0: He likes to sympathize. No. (laughs) No. No, he
1: doesn't.
0: He sneaks things when I'm not around. Oh,
1: yeah. Like when I go away. You tell me.
0: Well, I do because you feel so guilty about it. You're like, I can't eat these cookies that I know you love. And I'm like, if you just do it where I'm not in the room, I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. But though
0: I have such a strong nose, like sometimes Chris will eat something at work, like at like twelve in the afternoon, and I'll come home from work at like four or five, and I'm like, "Do you have like <laughs> whatever?" It's really it was, fucking weird. It is. Kind I of don't weird. like it. And it's like you've had other things since then, or like coffee or water or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, because you know how sometimes at work, like you'll have a beer or whatever yeah. with what I don't, yes. I don't understand this corporate world. Yeah. Um. It'll be, but it'll be like hours ago, and you'll come home like. Is that hops? I just, like, I just like to say hops. Did you know hops is a plant? I just found that yeah, out. Yeah, I am Someone that makes IPA is so mad right now. And that was fine. I literally know nothing. I am very um, self-aware of the fact that I know nothing. Also, I can't really have beer anymore anyway, so. You're
1: a cider bunch. Yeah,
0: God bless. But yeah, it's a plant because I was on Facebook Marketplace, which that is a fun place to me. Have y'all <laughs> ever checked out the Facebook Marketplace? It's like Craigslist but for like all the people that are in your area.
1: Yeah. So that's Craigslist. Wow. wow. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. Anyway, I like to search on there for two things: lovebirds and plants. <laughs> I like to see if anyone has a lovebird that needs a home. It's always just bird cages yeah huge ass vintage bird cages which i'm like i need one but i don't know what i need to they make. look nice but and then they're always selling like plants and some people sell them for like outrageous prices where you're like i cannot believe you're trying to sell that plant for a hundred dollars yeah you are not a store and it probably is in poor health mm-hmm. and then there's other people that are like free and it's like a fuckload of plants yeah and you're like that is such a bargain and I they're like to. all grown but the other day someone was selling hops and they were like hops for your brewery, your microbrewery, or whatever. And I was like, so it's a fucking plant. It's like the new it weed like? grower.
1: Did you see it? What'd it it look looked like? like
0: these like little green buds. They might not have been like ripe. Ripe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you dry the hops? Bloomed. What, what do you do with them?
1: Do you roast them? What roast happens? Roast the
0: hops. Do you hop them?
1: I don't know. I did see weirdly related to this. Like I saw like one of those Twitter news video things about Metallica is making a whiskey and they're doing, like they are making it so like the b- the uh, barrels of whiskey are going to be blasted with their songs and the vibrations so... will like <laughs> alter it a little bit. Okay. Like that's just really weird.
0: I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> if you were going to like age a cheese with music, what would you like? <laughs>
1: What song would you pick? Uh. Uh, I would say Breadfish. <laughs> wow. That's good. That's, I mean, that cheese that would come from that would be fantastic. Like, why'd you go to cheese? I don't know, because I'm not
0: going to make a whiskey myself. I would age cheese, on? though. You know? Okay. Just a little roll the wheel in here.
1: Wow. You um, were
0: a monger at one point.
1: Yeah, I do know a thing. I can just put on the old jacket that I still have. He
0: won't get rid of the jacket.
1: I, listen, I'm saving all past jackets. I have a jacket from when I was at Xbox, and I have a jacket from the Cheese Place. I'm and that's, s- I'm literally too. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm saving,
0: saving
1: all them all. Yeah, I'm saving them all. Yeah,
0: all two. What I was gonna say, speaking of jackets, so Halloween is coming up.
1: What kind of stupid-ass transition do you have right now?
0: Because it's, like, the jacket could work as a costume if you ever wanted to be, like, a a rust-colored chef for whatever reason. Because it's, like, Um, a rust-colored chef's jacket, not, like, a white. You know, you can't be Ratatouille or anything. It's
1: not fucking rust. It's, like, goddamn fucking rainbow red. Not
0: rainbow red. What kind of...
1: I don't know what... What is that? I don't know what you would call that. It's, like, a
0: rust rust. color. It's, like, a burnt... (sighs) Red orange.
1: Yeah. I don't think so. This is
0: coming from the man who thought brown was purple.
1: Listen. Anyway, what what were you saying about that jacket? So,
0: we're not going to be putting that into a
1: Halloween costume this year
0: because we've got several ideas.
1: <laughs> Can I just be um like a, a haunting of all of my past jobs and you could, just you could like put slice like splice an everything? arm from
0: the Xbox jacket on it, splice them all together, <laughs> carry the Microsoft mug. Get a Subway sandwich.
1: That would be horrible.
0: That's like one of those like pun. It's not really a yeah, pun. And it's...
1: literally nobody would understand except for me. I like... know, but
0: you would feel, you know, thrilled.
1: And I would be thoroughly scared. Yeah,
0: true. <laughs> Spooky. I'm, I'm going like... to dress up as my student loans. As Ooh, if no one's ever done yeah. that before. <laughs> Original. Okay. Um, but we have a lot of options. Also, I want platinum blonde and that seems to open the doors. I yeah. used to be a redhead and that used to be very limiting. I was Jessica Rabbit and that was Donna. it. Donna. Donna. And I was Eric. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That was the teeth. I mean
1: you were Ginny and Jenny. I was I dyed my hair black for Harry. You but didn't
0: dye your hair black. You spray painted it black.
1: I dyed it. He dyed it. Yeah. He's a
0: box dye black. Every hairstylist <laughs> nightmare. That's uh. a Oh my god all you hairstylists out there, you should dress up as dye black. That's scary. Yeah, that's And then have finds. hold a sign that's just like, "I want to go blonder. I still see uh. yellow." <laughs> anyway. So, um,
1: Halloween costume ideas. Yeah, so
0: I'm blonde now and that really just takes the cake for me. So, we have a couple of options. First of all, we're going to do a group themed Parent Trap thing. I'm going to be Meredith Blake. Duh chris is gonna be martin ashley <laughs> is gonna be jesse and mal's gonna be grandpa i don't know if they've even agreed really be- i mean aka i don't know if mal has agreed ashley i know is on board
1: yeah mal you're doing it mal I mean- you're doing it
0: if you're listening <laughs> fuck off oh my god okay now a costume that i probably wouldn't actually like end up going first of all do we even have plans we have plans for a costume we don't even have plans you know what i mean we never we never have halloween plans.
1: yeah
0: um but something I want to literally dress up as just to post online. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be Babette and Maury.
1: It's, uh, I
0: have everything I already need for it. It's the time. It works. Chris just needs a hat and glasses.
1: Yeah, really. It's perfect. If
0: only we had a wagon.
1: Yeah. I mean, pulling Chunk in a wagon. I mean, what would be greater than that? I know. <laughs> Because oh, people cinnamon. asked, they were like,
0: they were like who's going to be Cinnamon? I'm like, you guys all fucking know who's going to be Cinnamon. You think Squeezy's going to actually celebrate Halloween? That's the time where he gets to talk to his spirits.
1: That's his birthday. He's busy. <laughs> I
0: wish that was his birthday. It would fit. It would fit. His birthday should be like, yeah, that. That's really it. <laughs> um, I was going to say like June 66, but that's not a birthday. Um, you get me? <laughs>
1: that is his birthday, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> On the planet that he came from, their months actually have 70 days.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. actually true. And their days are uh, 69 hours long. Um, <laughs> also, what would you do if like your day was longer than 24 hours?
1: Can we make a lore for Squeezy's home planet?
0: We should.
1: Yo. We should
0: write a short story. <laughs> a graphic novel.
1: Oh, my God. I'll graphic illustrate squabble. it. squabble. Yeah. Yeah. A sure. Squabble. Um, yeah.
0: Perfect. We'll do that.
1: All right. You know.
0: It'll end on a cliffhanger when he poured it in the Lancaster <laughs> Through some sort of black hole uh. And it's funny that it's <laughs> Lancaster You'll you know. finally
1: learn why he has an obsession with paper
0: <laughs> We'll learn about the paper Why he drinks like it's his last beverage
1: <laughs> and Why he eats soil Yes You know
0: So anyway, we uh, it's fucking Wednesday Yeah And uh, last week's episode was just a soul-crushing therapy session for me This week we're more Beppo Right? I
1: mean, yeah, sure, bulletproof, you know, all that. It was yeah, really had happy so much stuff, fucking
0: yeah. brain octane or whatever. <laughs>
1: what is that? I just I need know, to look Is that it up. Is know. like a fancy it's name like for that, coconut like, oil sex or dust. Like, what? I don't
0: know. Coconut oil with like <laughs> a piece of brain in it. <laughs> also, it's wow. almost coconut oil solid season. That's exciting. That's my
1: favorite season.
0: That's actually like, you know, those globes that people use to like predict the weather and they have like hardening crystals. Yeah. It's just coconut oil. (laughs) Did you know that?
1: Wow. Totally. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Actually, you don't even need meteorologists. You just open your pantry and you know what's up. Yeah. So unless you live in a hot climate.
1: Then you'll never know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we're feeling more chipper. I feel like that's coming across in the episode today.
1: I don't know. I feel like we've been pretty calm this episode so far.
0: Really, I've had yeah. a few cackles. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, since we're feeling like not diving into the depths of our mind, let's talk about uh, YouTube because
0: <laughs> what is what is another depth? Because
1: YouTube is the greatest source of content to talk about. It's what half of YouTube videos are is talking about YouTube. I
0: love the meta vibes of that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really something, but um. There's been a thing that's been going on on YouTube lately. Uh, I'm sure it's probably expanded outside of the beauty world. Maybe Chris I don't is know. riveted. First of all, I, I'm riveted. Like I'm just here to like knowing some of the things we do and just like sitting back and watching. I'm just like, yeah, this is this, this is, is true. This is good content. Yeah.
0: Um. So let's talk a little bit about
1: what's going on. What's going all. on? Yeah.
0: So the YouTube place in general is like i would say it's going through a renaissance right now
1: renaissance
0: yeah a renaissance yeah and it's so funny because the new trend which i know you tweeted but yeah you you took it straight from my mouth um (laughs) the new trend on youtube is being honest yeah this platform's been around for a decade, and we finally got there.
1: And used to be lauded as, like, the place where You'd everybody was little. true and honest and be yourself and everything. If you bought
0: that, what did I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that is, you're seeing a lot of that lately, and it's stemming, My truth. It's stemming from, yes, I know.
1: <laughs> I'm going to name it, this this episode of the podcast Our Truth. You should!
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So um,
1: sorry if you guys clicked on this and you're like, ooh, what's the tea? That is it. That's the T. You can clock <laughs> out right now.
0: Um, download bait. Oh, hey. <laughs> What if the people, like, we can't even click bait people because they have, like, automatic downloads.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, anyway. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so a lot of shit has been going on, but a lot of people have been kind of talking about more of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, especially when it comes to, quote, influencers. You can call yourselves whatever you want, content creators, whatever influencer is a good umbrella term because it expands, I feel, outside of just the beauty people. It's also, like, gaming influencers. Like, y'all can call yourselves streamers or bloggers or whatever the fuck, but you're influencers. You influence people to buy a new game or play a new console or whatever. Content
1: creator or influencer is, like, the most broad term you can use. Yes. I'm
0: mostly talking about the people that are doing, like, advertising.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: obviously, like, it's no secret. In order to stay afloat in the Crazy wacky world of social media, you gotta do sponsored posts. I literally just did one today for Adam. I mean,
1: Eve. yeah, we have advertisements Ads on this podcast, yeah, exactly. So, so,
0: so we are not uh, new to this world phenomenon, and yeah. there's been so much information that is like leaking out because if what's happening is the actual influencers themselves and the brands, specifically brands that are made by influencers are coming out with like more of what goes on behind the scenes and the audience for the first time or maybe not even really the first time but like it seems for the broadest audience feels more finite it feels like people are finally getting the information that they never really had about like how the fuck all this shit works yeah Um, because there's always like a general vibe of skepticism when it comes to youtube and like what video is sponsored is this being disclosed is this review honest can i trust this bitch like all this shit is always in everyone's head It's always in the comments but i feel like no one really had any like concrete evidence until recently when people have been talking about how they fucking make money and And so i thought that would be interesting to talk about today because we've been there and i'm an ex-beauty guru
1: yes uh there's been like a lot of things that have been going on that like we've learned about like you know we've watched a lot of videos that are just like talking about like how influencers make money which like we've known about but then like there's things new, that we didn't know there's about. new things yeah that uh, we didn't know about and like i mean let's just start off with like the the biggest thing that's like coming out is like that
0: people are like really scandalized
1: by it. Is that um apparently like brands will pay influencers to make negative reviews of other brands, which, one, I don't know, what's the legality of that?
0: Apparently, because I've watched several videos about this now, apparently it's not illegal because, and they don't have to disclose it, because it's like technically not, say, say I was sponsored by a bread brand, and they were like, bitch, we love you, Check yeah. out our bread. But actually, what we want you to do is we want you to trash Sara Lee because fuck <laughs> her. She's getting all the sales. Sarah Lee is a bread brand yes. if you don't know that. Um, Wonder so Bread. So I upload a video you know? where I'm like testing out Sarah Lee's English muffins. And I'm like, these are dry as fuck. I hate these. Actually, you know, they kind of are terrible dupes for this lit bread brand that I tried last week. I always eat yeah. that for breakfast. And you don't even have to disclose that it's a sponsored video because technically you're not even endorsing the other brand.
1: Yes. you're. That's like one of just those like many loopholes of like... Because like when you put on like a piece of content that like it's an ad, it's sponsored, people will automatically have like a little bit of hesitation about believing you for yeah. that. So like a few of my... Th- like initial thoughts when I was hearing about this going on is like one I've we've both never seen that before like in anything that we have ever created online we've never seen we've never been
0: like asked by a brand to be like yo shit on this other brand yeah for
1: and I've never like I mean I've never heard from other people the same thing but I don't know and I then, totally
0: believe it happens
1: though I totally believe it happens but then the other part of me was like is there like really that much of a benefit for the brand to do that? Because normally you pay for advertising space. Like when you're got a marketing budget and you want to advertise your brand, you want to talk about your brand. Like yeah. You Cause we've both done a lot of
0: this, both in the online careers that we've built and also in our professional careers outside of this. Yeah.
1: So like, so I just don't understand like, I, there has to be... It's, there must be metrics. There must be metrics that justify doing this, but like, I'm just surprised that that works, that just talking badly about another brand will help
0: this other brand. This other brand. Especially in a saturated market like beauty. That's where I'm confused. Because beauty, as we all know, there's like... I feel like we're gonna look back on this era of makeup as one of the like iconic ones. Like we think of like the '60s, the '50s and like '40s, the '20s and the '80s, influenced and
1: the 90s. by internet yeah. trends. I think like
0: 2010, that like era of like yeah. five ish years, like no one's gonna give a shit. But it's like from like 2015 to now, and the foreseeable future for whatever is like a really big time. It's like most people are like. It's, like, acceptable to wear, like, a shit ton of makeup. Like, the brands are, like, everywhere. There's a big market for it. It gets the... What you don't know about beauty... Well, maybe you do if you've been watching all these videos. But this is something from my personal experiences. The advertising for beauty is... They pay way more than, like, any other market. And it's just because the people that they're advertising to have a better, like... I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they are known to actually make more purchases. From
1: what I understand. Like, it works more. From what I know of in the gaming industry, I also know that the gaming industry is also very lucrative, I'd say, in what they give to their influencers Mm -hmm. and what they do for influencers in the gaming industry as well. Um, but
0: in terms of like beauty, I remember that I was specifically told that ad revenue on my YouTube channel would be higher than other people that don't market themselves as a beauty channel because you pick that. Yeah. And you have higher CPM because, and that was like what my network and manager told me. They were like, because you're beauty, you get a higher CPM because the advertising, like when you see those fucking like, Revlon ads, Maybelline ads that play before a YouTube video, the ad, those ads pay the most.
1: Advertising dollars. Like,
0: Suave, Dove, all that shit.
1: Advertising dollars that companies put that like beauty companies put into advertising they get a bigger return on investment than like a lot of other just general like merchandise think about how many times
0: you've like bought a beauty product whether it's like a body wash a lotion a fucking face cleanser an acne treatment a lip gloss a mascara compared to like when you see an ad for a new red bull flavor or like i don't know I'm trying to think of, like,
1: other yeah, things. Yeah, like, like, literally any Making food, a website, like, you yeah. know,
0: all of those kinds of ads.
1: I'm trying to, yeah, like, beers and foods. Like, that's why you see a lot of advertising. Even, like, buying a like, movie,
0: like, watching a movie. Because you see a lot of movie yeah. trailer ads, which I'm sure, like, those pay a lot. Sorry, I just had totally had a burp. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just threw off my whole balance. Okay, but something I wanted to talk about in regards to this is... Um, with the being paid for a negative review where me and Chris were talking about this. Cause they were saying like, people are making like 70 grand, which like, by the way, those numbers, like I totally believe it. Like yeah. from personal experience, like back in, like,
1: you can bet your ass. We have never been approached with okay. anything. near let's, that. Let's be all.
0: totally transparent. The most money I've ever made from a single sponsor is $4,000. And that was like, I could not even believe I made that much money off of the YouTube video. And I was like just so shocked by it. And it was a brand that like I had been buying since I was like a little kid. My mom used this. It was a beauty brand. My mom used that brand. And I was just like, this is fucking insane. So of course they were like a household brand. So that's why they had a bigger pay. It was a big campaign. They shared my video across their platforms. Um, And that was the most money I ever made. That is literally pennies to the shit that I have seen people do. And like back in the day, I'm thinking like, maybe like 2012, 2013, one of the highest deals that I had known of was like another like influencer friend of mine got to like work with a company. They were like a uh, like an accessory, like jewelry company. And they went on a cruise with this brand and they got paid like $10,000 to be on the cruise and just Instagram the fucking jewelry. Yeah. No YouTube video was involved. There was literally just curated posts to their feed, and, like, that to me was, like, wild. And now I can only imagine what a thing like that actually is costing these
1: influencers and now,
0: now. Or not costing influencers, costing the brands.
1: Yeah. And then... I
0: wonder if people get paid to be on those brand trips. There's no oh, fucking yeah, way that they're they just there and, like... Just the,
1: getting to the trip. Because,
0: like, like, I'm sure, like, with all things, there's always tears. Because um, we wanted to be like totally transparent on this episode about like what we've seen in the industry, because I think it's fucking fascinating, and because I'm also not on YouTube anymore, it's also kind of like gross. But just like, spill yeah. the beans on it, and yeah. it's fun. Um, So, there's like tiers. And so, say you get invited to something like that, like an event. Like, if you're like the lower scraps like me, you're just there and you might even have to pay for your own fucking travel and shit to get there. You might even have to pay for your like hotel. Um, I remember one time I got, it was the only time I was invited to go to New York Fashion Week. And I was like, wow, I'm invited to go to New York Fashion Week. This is fucking lit. Yeah. And I was part of a management company that was managing several of my friends in varying, you know, numbers or whatever. And. There were a few of us that were like me where we were not paid to be there. It was just like we got to go. And I went because, duh, the experience of being able to say that I got to go to that is cool as fuck. And we had to pay for our hotel. We had to pay for transportation, all that. Luckily, I live in Pennsylvania at the time. It's not that hard to get to New York. But I also had other friends that were there that got to work with a big makeup brand at the time. And they got paid like thousands of dollars to be at the same exact thing as me <laughs> and like had you all knew that paid. had all expenses paid they're being paid to be there and like but being put up in like the most beautiful hotel meanwhile me and the rest of the influencers that are on my tier are like sharing one hotel room with like six people that's like another reality too it's like when when gabby dunn did that whole article on like the what was she, what did she call it like the <sighs> the middle class of YouTube or something like that where it's like when you're like just popular enough that like you have like the illusion
1: that you are super successful to like, the to online. the eye,
0: but like you're not paying your bills, <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. I remember like, I think it was a, a Megan Tanja's quote in that article because she was also in it and she was like, you know, I'd be like fl- flown out to an event and then meanwhile, like I wouldn't even have money in my bank account for like groceries, you know what I mean? Yep. Like at the time. So that shit happens too and it's like stark difference. So like when I see all these videos being made right now about like the beauty community, like just know that it's a very small amount of people that are making those figures but those numbers are real and they're probably fucking, a lot higher than what yeah, they're, they're being honestly said.
1: probably like that's probably like averages I've, or something
0: what i have heard in the industry is that there are certain people that off just discount codes alone um they're making like 50 grand a month yeah off of one fucking discount code that is more than i make in t- like two years
1: yeah, yeah that is like, and
0: that's a month Think about how much that adds up to over a year. I can't do math, but I know that's a lot. It's
1: too much. (laughs) Okay. Uh, One thing that you also, like, that happened to you is um, when you were in your management company, uh, when you were gone, when you left, you found out that... I talked uh, to the
0: one person there that I could trust.
1: Yes, and they let you know that... Um, while style hall promised that like you know you'd be up for like different you know brand deals, brand and, deals and things um it was nobody that they could not pitch for ten thousand dollars or more like anybody under that they would just completely ignore and There's, then they're still
0: taking like 30 and they're just taking your cut of your income yeah
1: so style hall and MCns as a whole are just a giant my scam. biggest.
0: My biggest advice: Do not join an MCN. And if you are with Style Hall right now, get the fuck out of there. Unless you have like several million subscribers. One million now is like the new hundred thousand. Yep. So even like anything under that, man, <laughs> but
1: get it's the just fuck like wild that like it wasn't worth their time to pitch people for anything less that aren't worth like ten thousand or more because it just wasn't worth it to them. But
0: they also had like thousands of creators. Yeah. I don't know. They must have been having enough people that were worth that and more. Well, d- like, they just get to time. leech
1: off of the, like, probably tens of thousands of people they have that are really, like, lower in subscriber well, yeah, count. yeah, because like, they,
0: they, 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 they wrangle you in. And, like, the thing is, is, like, a lo- when I joined YouTube and when I was in, like, the... When I was joining, like, an MCN, like, I was in a time where, like, it, it actually was, like, kind of necessary to have one. Um, and you actually got a pay raise by having one. Like you had a higher CPM.
1: There was a short window of time where it they was were actually very, It was
0: literally like two years of yeah, time where yeah. you had that. And so, and like me and like several people that are either still on the platform that are very successful or have since moved on and like, and that were also successful in it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like a sketchy thing. And now I feel like it's absolutely like you are literally being scammed. Get mm-hmm. the fuck out of there. Um, get out of that contract whenever you can. <laughs> but something that I wanted to talk about when it comes to like being paid off or what being paid to do a negative review, I, cause like when you do an ad for a company, like there's usually like, you know, a list of talking points and like language yeah. that you can't use and language that you can use and, you know, things that they want you to say features that they want you to talk about, etc. And so it just, for me, I guess the numbers must show That's because they're saying that people get paid more to do the trashing of a brand, you know, yeah. type of a review, which because is so surprising. more
1: risque, I guess, or it
0: works or something. But like, for me, I'm like, what I've seen in advertising and marketing, and I'm by no means professional, I am just someone who has like, done some work. Yes. <laughs> so I am not like a marketing professional. So I have no idea what I'm talking about personally. But this is just from my experience. When you do an advertisement that is a with a positive message, it works. Especially if the person delivering it has a very positive like relationship with their audience.
1: I think and I think it comes down to the individual person. Well because yeah. there are some people that like they like just have a brand themselves as a brand is super trustful and like have always just been, like, really genuine and honest. And then when those people talk about things in a positive light... People are like, it, oh, that worked for them. Like, the return on investment on those people is, like, really high because their followers are faithful and they truly believe in this person. And there are creators out there that are like that, that are just, like, completely genuine and, like, the things they talk about, they Let's actually believe in. Let's list some creators
0: in. that are like that for us. Yeah. For me... Um, and I don't I don't watch a ton of beauty YouTube right now because I don't wear as much product and you know like it's just I'm yeah I don't know how to explain it but like it's not that big of a deal I watch a lot of crafts now <laughs> but like first of all there's hella artists that I totally trust <laughs> all of their recommendations um, but in terms of beauty people people that I like I will I will be very like hard pressed to think that they were swindling me in any yes, way yeah. um, raw beauty Christie Samantha Ravendahl, Taylor of that's Taylor or that Taylor, excuse me. Um, fucking Kathleen Lights, Jackie Ina, and Tati. Yeah. Honestly, Tati. And I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting. Um, there's yeah. a bunch of people that mm-hmm. I like have watched or you know still watch or whatever. But those that's are like not off the top an of my list, head. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. But like off the top of my head, I'm like, okay, so those are people where if they like, like, they recommend a product, I might I'm not gonna jump out and buy it because we all have like different skin tones and skin types and all these fucking things. But like I'm I would believe that they're being honest about yes, it. Yes, yeah. Um, especially, yeah, basically. But then there's a lot list. of
1: on the other side of that. There's a lot of creators that would probably benefit from the drama that comes about with, like, giving a scathing review. Well, yeah,
0: there's people that are, like, almost... Well, first of all, negative reviews get more views. And that's probably where the money comes from, Negative
1: reviews, in any sense, are always so impactful. That's why people like
0: like to complain and people like to hear. If you go on
1: Yelp, it's five stars and one stars. Because people are just like they want to give the fucking rip into a place or like praise it to like Yeah. Anything. Like it so when people don't like something, they like, if you don't make it, like, super, like, I hate this thing. Or you look <laughs> And honestly, the more that something is loathed or, like, talked to Downley about, like, the more buzz it gets. Oh, yeah. Because that's people true. Bad are press here,
0: works better, man. People
1: are here for the tea, honestly. Like, they, like, want to know what the, like, gossip is about this, like, bad product or something. I mean, I think
0: about, like, with the gaming industry, like the the biggest titles were the ones that had the most controversies with them like yeah the, the biggest buzz about it um and it's like e3 is the same way it's like you're some games no where it's like people are genuinely excited for them and then there's some games where like that looked so fucking bad or that presenter was so terrible at presenting
1: no man's sky it's the perfect example it was hyped for years and then it came out and it flopped and, it flopped, and for months for months, that's all anybody was talking about. All the negative reviews. Everybody was shitting. Which is all why it's still so shocking to
0: me that like people like bought it again or whatever. Yeah, for, like, the, then they, they like updated they, it.
1: They followed up and they kept updating it, and then it actually became a pretty decent game. But, but I don't know. But like that's just an example of where like the negativity was just like so powerful. Yes. Like
0: so. I just feel like, though, I don't
1: know. Manifest positive energy, just guys. It's just
0: wild to me that, like, uh, a review where you're like, what if you don't even mention the brand that you're actually, like, being paid by? You know what I mean?
1: I'm sure it must be, like, a talking point to be, It has to be something to be where like it's, like, like beauty a, blender,
0: where, like, there's not that many comparisons. I mean, there are now, but it would be, like, if you shit on... Name
1: brand comparisons, like... Yeah,
0: like, where there's, okay, like, a Clarisonic you know alternative yeah where there's not that many people that have like the household name of like clarisonic or whatever or uh yeah beauty (sighs) blender
1: it'd be like fucking kleenex coming out you know like Oh, I, fuck
0: these puffs man yeah
1: <laughs> I hate
0: puffs
1: my nose is so red right now my nose is like... raw from
0: these puffs <laughs> i don't know it's just wild um and like a lot of people are talking about you know those websites where you can basically it's almost like a menu for brand deals um where you just go well, you in, go
1: shopping for brand deals, yeah, yeah where you're
0: an influencer you sign up you basically sign into all your social media accounts so that the website kind of knows like how many followers you have, the engagement you have, all these things. There's so many companies like this. I'm not going
1: to lie. A lot of those sites are bad. They're bad. They like lowball you. They lowball you.
0: They usually make you pay for the product itself. And sometimes the product is expensive. And I'm not trying to do that, especially if it's something that I'm just making an ad for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, I you know what I mean? Like It's it's it's
1: a tough balance to like. Try I'd rather and find talk that stuff about something like, that I
0: paid for that I like than and not get paid at yeah, that point. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, I've used those websites in the past and I've had very like little success with them and I feel like I don't know they're just they're usually like the most random like grab bag of things that you could be sponsored for And I feel like when you start seeing people that are doing like all the same fucking shit That's where that's coming from And apparently on those websites is where they've seen people do like the comparison Campaigns or whatever which is what they're calling these campaigns where you're basically comparing to a product And you're speaking negatively of that product
1: Yeah and if it's on there then it's Not undoubtedly like being done like in the bigger deals that are not on that site you know
0: what's the like wildest thing that you've ever been asked to do by an advertisement because that's the thing too we first of all for this show um we we are the people we don't have a manager or anything like that and even when i did have a manager i had say over like what fucking ads i wasn't just like blindly listening to whatever they said you know what i mean yeah um but like whenever we you know we're the ones that are picking the ads for this. Like we have like an ad agency that brings us, you know, like a list of things like, hey, this brand wants to work with you, whatever. And we look up the brand. Either we use the product if that's like the thing that we need to be doing or whatever, and like we pick and choose like what we want to talk about. And there have been we've passed up many. Like for example, um there was like a legging company that wanted to work on this podcast and do an ad, and we saw that they didn't have like many sizes that were bigger than me and that pissed me off and i'm not trying to rep a company that literally doesn't have plus sizes as a fucking plus size person yeah you know what i mean like exactly. that's like one of my things that mm-hmm. i won't do another another thing is like i won't censor my shit yeah you know um i trying- we
1: have we have yet to been asked on the podcast to to, to be censored. I know. I'm like,
0: they don't even listen to this shit. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: But I'm trying to think like, what's the wildest thing you've ever been asked to say for an ad, like a talking point? I can think of one for myself. I know you've had a little bit less experience.
1: Yeah, I've been sitting here trying to think of one and honestly, like in terms of talking points, I can't think of anything that are really like Really wild to the point where like I didn't want to do that. Yeah, um
0: the one for me and yeah. maybe you remember this is I was asked to do an ad um, It was on YouTube for a like curling iron Situation and they told me that I needed to say that the curling iron actually made my hair healthier <laughs> and I emailed them right back and was like, there is, I will do the other talking points because I actually really liked the curling iron. I already owned it. Yeah. And I was like, there's a lot of things that I will say about this, but there is no fucking way that I'm going to say that this thing makes my hair healthier. You can say that it makes it feel smoother because it does. It makes me have a nice little smooth curl.
1: There's but no But that's damage, honey. Like, yeah, there's, there's no. <laughs> it's heat damage, whether you like it or not. No, yeah. Th-
0: th- your fucking wand doesn't do shit to make my hair feel healthier. Yeah. <laughs> it might feel healthier, like all these shampoos with silicone in them that make your hair feel healthy, but actually they're uh, ruining your hair. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of shit. So, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Does this make you, like, not trust negative reviews now, you know? Is it going to make you, like, look at a negative review and be like, hmm, is there a motive behind this negative I know.
1: review? It, it sucks that it really just... Comes down to like where this and inf- where the information is coming from. Can you trust the person How do or you the stand company? On this? Would you
0: ever do this? Would if someone offered you thousands of dollars to bash a company, would you do it?
1: No, 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 because like I also oh, imagine
0: way- if that got out and the brand that like so say Sarah, I'm bashing Sarah Lee for this bread company, and then someone finds out that bread company is fucked. They are never being purchased from. That's why I'm like, I'm surprised that people do this because that is such a risk because all this information is coming out from people that are like, I used to work for this ad agency and I used to be an intern here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, there's no one trustworthy in business at all. So one person just has to open their mouth, show an email document, whatever. And then that brand would be fucking over. So that's why I'm like so shocked that like this happens seemingly at a rate that it does.
1: I would rather you know I mean? like work with companies that are confident enough in their own product that yeah. they would just like to talk about the benefits of their product and believe that their product is the best in whatever that makes realm me they are. Like
0: that would make, so say that company came to me, I'd be like, that makes me look at your company like you have a bad product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like if you can't get anyone to buy your product just off of like your own you know, innovation when it comes to marketing and the product itself holding up, then it must suck.
1: There is definitely like- Especially if they have
0: that much money to put in advertising. They should have like the best campaign, bitch.
1: Exactly. If you have that much money, like $70,000 to like throw down on one person's negative review of some other brand, like then you can have the money to like innovate your product enough to where it stands out even against like the most well-known names. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes
0: all it is is packaging.
1: Yeah, it there, there's Whether so many. Whether it's ad
0: packaging, brand packaging, product packaging, the
1: messaging, the something, messaging, like anything, like there's so one many One clever ways. campaign, yeah, can
0: just take you off. Like think about like some of the commercials you've seen that have stuck with you. That have, I'm like having a Don Draper moment. But, like, <laughs> the commercials that have stuck with you, like that fucking air conditioner one that everyone's sharing on Twitter right now, where it's like, I'll call now. Yeah. We all remember that. It's so It just stupid. reminds me of summer. Yeah. Now, I also was a child when that commercial was on, and I wasn't able to buy an air conditioner, but I, I mean, would have bought that air conditioner. Sometimes
1: it's the stupid jingles or like, I don't know, repeating a phone number a thousand times over. Like, there's commercials that I will fucking remember the goddamn phone I could call
0: Empire no- today.
1: Yeah. Like, and I know to call Empire today. Like, I really could. It, there's so many ways to... Talk about your brand instead of just talking shit on another brand. Yeah. Because I just... I don't feel like that...
0: I don't know. I think it's going to make me look at negative reviews with like a skeptical... I mean, you should always have a skeptical lens when you're listening to any review. And that's why I think you should seek out various reviews of the thing. Especially if it's a pricier thing or a thing that like is more controversial in nature. Like medicine. I don't
1: know. We are in a time right now where... Uh, the ethics of, like... German- everything
0: is very blurred because oh, the there's not a of way everything to... everything is
1: very blurred.
0: Because one of the points that I saw someone talk about was in one video, you know, they were saying, like, it's, it's going to be extremely hard to police this because there's so much content being uploaded. Like, how can there possibly be people out there that are like making sure that like everything is happening and how is
1: it possible to discern someone's true negative feelings about a product from being paid to say it apparently it's completely
0: legal as long as it's like everything that they're saying about the product is genuine and not like misinformation like i can't say that sarah lee's bread is made with rat poison yeah but i can say it's dry as fuck you know what i mean so how can you determine whether it's not dry as fuck? To me, it's a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild. Um, I think in this day and age, people are going to be going back to their roots, a.k.a. you talk to your friends. And yeah, you get your recommendations literally, from your fucking friends. that's
1: because you. I find going Except back... Except for your
0: friends trying to sell you, like, Advocare and that other fucking lash thingy you know oh those, the locals that sell you the pyramid schemes <laughs> not those friends but the real friends oh <laughs> you man. get me yeah you've all been on facebook
1: we just go back to the people that we know that we can trust to recommend us things that they like that person knows us and they know and we can trust what they're saying i would say like 95
0: percent of the things that i purchase that have been recommended have been recommended by like ashley yeah <laughs> you know what i mean exactly. Rebecca, like that's yeah that's it's how it goes
1: that's the way it is and then all this other stuff is just noise <laughs> I know.
0: and like of course awkwardly we will have to go to an ad
1: yeah you know. we probably should do that right now yeah we're pretty late so, <laughs> so uh, we'll be back with a quiz afterwards today's episode is brought to you by super chewer super chewer bark box is a monthly delivery service that sends six new items to your dog every month that your dog will absolutely love
0: So you guys are probably thinking, y'all don't even have a dog. Well, you are right. However, Chris's mom has like 18 dogs, and we love to spice up her life with all of the dog PR we get.
1: Those dogs absolutely love all the little treats that we get to send them through Super Chewer.
0: So Super Chewer works by you tell them what your dog's size is, so they can obviously pick out the kinds of things that your dog might need, especially if they need something that's like extra durable, if you will.
1: Yes, and then you pick a pricing plan depending on how many months you want to sign up for, how much you want to pay for in advance, and then you get the box and then if your dog actually chews through everything that's in that box before you get your next one, you just let Super Chewer know and they'll send you another toy at no cost so your dog will be busy until that next box arrives. And so some other awesome things about Super Chewers: that each box comes with two tough toys, two meaty chews, and two <laughs> bags of treats.
0: And they also make sure that they never send you toys filled with fluff. So they use like durable materials so your dog's not just eating a bunch of weird
1: cotton or cotton something stuff, like that. Whatever yeah. that is.
0: What's, what's in a dog toy at this point? I don't know. <laughs> so that. every super Chewer box comes with six products that total over $50, but you are paying as little as $29 a month. And if Bentley and Daisy could enjoy those toys without just tearing up the entire situation, you know
1: they are big dogs they are
0: big pit bull ass bunches
1: yeah we got a pit bull and some sort of bloodhound we honestly don't know we what don't Bentley really know is, what he is but he <laughs> is a mutt and we love him and he's huge so if they can deal with these toys then like your dog can too and so if you would like to give your dog or somebody else's dog the joy of super chewer if you go to superchewercom slash crachel and use promo code crachel at checkout you'll get 50 percent off your first month when you sign up for a 6 or 12 month plan. Again, that's going to superchewer.com slash and enter promo code crachel to get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a 6 or 12 month plan.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Green Chef, which is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about.
1: And so, if there is anybody out there that is just like Rachel who has <laughs> problems, a, has <laughs> problems, a gluten intolerance, you know, is vegan, things like that, we're just picky. Just picky, there is a box with Green Chef just for you. So they have meal plans that are available for paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. So there is a lot of different boxes that you can choose from.
0: And the recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to help you guide along and make your meal perfect. So Green Chef's super convenient and easy and lets you plan your life, not around what you're making for dinner if you will.
1: You get all the ingredients and all of the steps just delivered to you. So all you got to do is just cook the meal.
0: And the recipes include pre-made sauces and spices and dressings so that your meals are packed with flavor, but they don't take you a million years to make. So the meal that we like the most from them is their grilled portobello noodle bowl. It is a gluten-free bowl because we got the gluten-free box, duh. And (laughs) it's meat-free. And if you like mushrooms and noodles and really good dressing, you will like it.
1: And I gotta say, it was really not that hard to prepare at all. Like all the steps here are really easy and they have a photo that shows you how to do everything in this recipe. So it was very easy to get exactly what they had in the photo on my plate.
0: Yeah, it ended up honestly looking very similar, except I don't have that really nice uh, fork there. Yeah, I don't have all
1: those table settings that they have there. Yeah. So if that sounds great to you and you'd like to get $50 off your first box from Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash coffee. Again, if you want to get $50 off your first box from Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash coffee. All right, now that we are done fake shitting on a brand of bread that I have honestly don't even know if I've ever had. um, What, Sarah Lee? Yeah.
0: Oh, come on. You've had her.
1: I was always a store brand bunch. Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, We're going to do a BuzzFeed quiz Uh, that's not related to anything at all. Your egg opinions will reveal if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Fried, scrambled, or poached is what the tagline is. Well, first of
0: all, what are you if you were an egg? Like a way of making an egg. (laughs) I'm definitely a poached egg. I'm tender. I I take more time. I've got a runny (laughs) center. I'm a little wrinkly
1: um i gotta
0: swirl me perfectly add a little vinegar to make me hold together <gasps> i really am a poached egg
1: i would probably <laughs> say a fucking scramble no
0: but... you're a sunny side up
1: okay fine i like that
0: <laughs> okay oh shit i clicked on the wrong quiz he had oh like several God. options and i had to choose one she
1: didn't want to do the one about twilight guys just putting that on the I'm record
0: only saying i feel like We need to relax. I don't want to lose our audience. (laughs) But maybe we won't. Okay.
1: How do you like your scrambled eggs? Super runny and custardy. I thought
0: that said crusty. I was like,
1: ugh. Set but still soft. I don't know, regular. I like them dry and completely cooked. None of that runny business.
0: Fuck that one. I like them set but still soft.
1: Same. That's what I'm gonna go for. You know, add a little bit of cream or something in there, Ugh. and it's just once it's again not fantastic. a vegan quiz. Yeah.
0: In your opinion, which of these egg preparations is the best? <laughs> Sunny side up, over easy, crispy on the outside, soft in the middle, or well done, very crispy. Fuck Whoa, a crispy look egg. Look at that.
1: That's a fucking that's like, like a
0: fried. What the fuck fried did egg. they
1: do? Like that's burnt.
0: Out of all of these, I would do over easy. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, out of all of these, I'm picking over easy. Not my
0: favorite way to have an egg.
1: No. Uh, When making scrambled eggs, should you add any milk or water to them? Of course. I always add a splash of milk. I like to add a little water. I like to add something else like cream or creme fraiche. No, they don't need anything.
0: I've done like a lot. I've never
1: heard of water being added.
0: I've done that for you.
1: You have? Yeah. Oh.
0: It doesn't do that much. It just gives them a little fluff.
1: Well, I'm going to say the milk.
0: I'm going to say cream. Okay. How do you feel about runny yolks? I love them. They are gross. Eggs need to be fully cooked, no exceptions. I love a nice runny yolk. I
1: wish there was a middle option here because I'm or not a like... soft egg? Well, no, like, I'm not like, oh my God, I love runny yolks. I have to have them all the time. Well, but if you're I'm eating also... egg yolk, how
0: do you want it?
1: It's however like I'm not Do you want
0: it to run or do you want it to crumble? honestly,
1: honestly, eggs I'm just like eh to eggs as a whole. Like I've never been a big egg person. And so, like, either way, I'll say i love them because I'll eat them runny with a runny yolk, but like you prefer over, that
0: over a crumbly yeah. dry golf ball of yolk. I
1: mean, they showed a hard boiled egg and no thank you for that. Um yeah, so I mean, eggs as a whole, I'm just like, this is a terrible quiz choice for me.
0: I don't know why you picked
1: it. I don't in know. your
0: opinion, which style of omelet is the best? French, a soft, delicate, no browning, or a Western American, quickly cooked and brown? I would obviously prefer a French omelet, but they are much more of a bitch to make, and let's be honest, you fuck them up easily. And I'm gonna end up go with
1: to. I'm gonna go with the Western.
0: I'm picking a French because it's nice. You would like it.
1: Okay, I've watched them be made in a YouTube video. before. It's just
0: like they're. They're, it's basically like a scrambled egg, but she's not scrambled, you know what I mean? But like in a good way, like a mm-hmm. soft egg. <sighs> I don't know, I'm just gonna...
1: Okay, this is asking the real questions here. How do you feel about a little bit of uncooked egg whites? I'm okay with them, a little bit doesn't bother me, ew, no, no, no. I'm ew, no, no, no. For the whites. It's...
0: <gasps> I mean because
1: there's like there's two things there's like the the, the white there's and There's the like,
0: expansion. There yeah there's, there's the, the rings of Saturn and there's the There's the, the foundation
1: and then there's the uh, extension, you know, yeah. like you know what I'm talking you about? You went completely over the <laughs> The area that is around the yoke and then like She's
0: hugging the yoke and then her skirt.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is so stupid.
0: So here's the tea. I like, don't want it to be runny, but, like, if I, like, cook an egg and I think, like, oh, she's done, and then I look at it and there's just a tiny little bit of unset white, I'm just, like, whatever. It'll cook because it's hot on this plate.
1: Okay. But so. I've never died, Okay. and I've never
0: gotten E. coli.
1: So, what are you saying? That was me knocking
0: on wood. I'm going to say I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me.
1: Should ketchup be served with eggs? Absolutely yes, fucking not. Yes, why not? Or ew, no.
0: Ew, no. Only when you are under the age of eight.
1: uh yeah i'll say no um i like to put them on bread i'm sorry if my food
0: opinions are very polarizing to the audience usually just know that i don't give a shit what you eat i am just very strong in what i will eat
1: i like eggs with a buttered toast (laughs) cool yeah
0: um and then bulletproof
1: what about omelets made with just egg whites is that cool with you yeah i'm fine with them absolutely not yeah i've never had one but i'm sure i'd be fine with that Uh, would you get
0: i got extrovert
1: i got introvert okay
0: so i get why they gave me extrovert i am extroverted in the world of food i will eat anything
1: so are they trying to say that like extroverts are more adventurous in their foods essentially see, i find
0: the opposite in interpersonal relationships think about the people you know in your life think about the no i know know. but
1: like based off of your answers you picked the more adventurous eggs yeah
0: egg venturous um, That's a fucking lie.
1: Basically, the description here just talks about being a fucking introvert. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We I all know what that is. I don't fuck with that. Okay. Well, um, I'm not sure what that told us, but I'm glad that we were he- all here for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then let's do the questions from patreon.com slash coffee with uh, If anybody wants to help support the show, you can get your questions answered first in this little segment. Little segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this first question is from Alexandria who said, so lots of folks in my department at my university are queer and I'm also queer, but I'm bi and in a hetero relationship today. This girl who I had just met asked me outright if I was queer and I said, well, I like girls. So, and she straight up laughed at me. I didn't know what to make of it. No one has outright asked me if I'm queer before, let alone be a virtual let alone a virtual stranger. Now I just feel weird. Rachel, have you had experiences like this? How do you navigate not feeling queer enough? They said for context that the person that laughed at them was lesbian. Okay.
0: Um I don't think I've had that exact experience, but I've had, like people insinuate. I've had a lot more like shady, backhanded comments, not so like forthright biphobic. Yeah queer nobody stuff. being
1: like literally laughing in your face like yeah. that you know but
0: and i only said biphobic i don't know they didn't say that they identified as bi did they, they? oh they, they did, did? Yes. okay um but this also is like across the board if like you just identify as queer and yeah you whatever like more yeah. than one gender just replace bi Got with, it? Yeah. <laughs> um so i've had more like a backhanded way of being you know talked to about it, it. yeah um yeah. And how do I deal with it? Well, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm not. <laughs> I don't deal with it well. Um, first of all, in my circle of friends, I make sure people like that are not around. <laughs> and, yes. Um, and I am Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately,
1: people are going to be, you know, in those you, positions. Like, yeah, like this, this is, is your like workplace a stranger or whatever, or Yeah,
0: like, yeah a workplace, like that's different. Um. It also makes me very, uh, worry slash I don't ever go to, uh, like gay bars <laughs> because I feel like I don't belong because I will get that kind of crap, especially if I bring my male partner, um, at pride, I don't stand anywhere near Chris Yeah, and that's fucky mm-hmm. like that, uh, you know,
1: I don't get offended by it. Cause I know what's, you know, like that, happening. Yeah. I There's know what's so happening. Yeah. So, but like, and it's I've heard of up. this
0: happening to other people and like it just, I think like as you get older and more and more like comfortable with having like a rebuttal in those kinds of scenarios, like having like almost like a dedicated like thing that you say in response to something like that is good. For me, like if someone were to ask me flat out if I'm queer, I would just like very like in the, and in, probably internally, like I would know what they were trying to ask, you know what I mean? Like I would know that they were trying to be like fucky. But, like, I would just give them a real confident, like, yes. Like, yeah. That video where she's like, ah! yes. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. Like, a very calm yes. Um, it's not going to make it feel any better, though. If they, like, laugh in your face, I would just be like, I'm sorry I didn't
1: understand You know, joke. situations like that, like, where it just, like, <laughs> will take – it just takes you aback. Like, yeah, you go like, it's, like, in that moment, it's, like, a reaction that's, like, so, like – Unexpected and so just like it's for- homophobia. You don't it's want to so deal with forthright it. homophobic that like you don't know. Like it just takes you off and you don't know. like You can't like. It's like when I was I, at the Target you know? and
0: I was holding all the 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 queer shit and <laughs> yeah. they looked at me like I was trash and yeah. I didn't know what to do. And normally in that situation. Or normally when I would think of a situation like that, I'd be like, oh, I would just look very confident. Like, yeah, I'm holding this fucking flag or whatever. But like when you're in the moment and you feel very like scrutinized, like you're going to feel, they, they want you to feel small. Like that's the yeah. point. So like while you might have like 800 comebacks that you can think of, like if someone laughed in your face after you said that you were queer and like, of course you have like ideas of what you would say, but in the moment I can understand why you might not say something back because like it's an awful situation to be in. And I would say my advice is to practice what you would say in that situation if it god forbid ever comes up again um like with another person and avoid that fucking person if you can obviously like if they're a stranger you might never see them again but like if it's like an acquaintance or someone that you work with like you know you have to eventually assert it i guess but like (sighs) that's just fucking difficult but like Outside of that situation, like just know that just because you are a bisexual person dating someone of a different gender than you, that does not make you any less fucking queer, and your queer identity is not defined by who you're in a relationship with. Can I get an amen? Because that shit is so infuriating, and it is by visibility month, and we are not dealing with that this month Yeah. or any fucking month.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, once September's over, you guys we you go know, back you're into invisible hiding. Yeah. <laughs> but. Right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, All right. So let's go to the next question from Binch Bonch. Binch Bonch. Um, (laughs) And they said, hi, Crunch and Rube. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nicknames all around. Uh, Recently, after you spoke about not being monogamous, my girlfriend of a year told me she identifies as Polly. We've been talking about it for a while. You both said you never struggled with jealousy. I was wondering if you had any tips in general for communicating and making a non-monogamous relationship work. Jealousy and insecurity is my main issue because I can't help but see it as her picking other people over me, but I, but I hope to getting a little bit more perspective from a couple who I look up to and has been together for as long as you two might help me see it in a different way. Hope y'all in the chunks are well.
0: I get you. I, I actually get this quite a bit from people in my life. that. That's
1: I, uh, like one of the top questions I'd say yeah. that comes up about it. And like, like
0: when people like when people come to me and they're you know talking about this and like they also feel the same way and maybe they haven't like acted on it in their relationship or like they want to bring it up to their partner or whatever um that's one of the things that they ask because sometimes i see especially like in couples that will like approach either of us for advice on this it's like usually like one person is like really more into that thing than the other person
1: yeah um usually one person like is open to exploring the idea like the other person is just not so much
0: not as much but like I mean, in certain cases, it's, like, they are also, like, interested in it, but it's also, like, they're the one that's a little bit more, like, hung up. Yeah. I feel like that's where this is coming from, too. And, I mean, I'll have to say that I feel like this works when both people are – you don't have to be on, like, the exact same fucking page. Like, I just think that it works the best when – how do I explain this? When you're both as equally invested in it and there's not, like, one person that's more – worry of it than the other
1: yeah you want to make sure that before anything were to ever like that's happen, the equality
0: of it yeah, all when, you know what i mean
1: whenever before anything were to happen you don't want something to happen and then some serious negative of like consequences because of one person getting hurt because they didn't they went into something without being truly 100 percent comfortable with it yeah. you know i
0: think there's like a misconception with like non-monogamy and polyamory and stuff where um People think it's just very loose. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, having casual sex. And it's, yeah. like, all, fr- you know, no frills, no I'll... nothing. It's just chill, and everybody's down for it. When, in reality, it's a lot of actual hard work to, of course, Sweezy just decides to, <laughs> to use strategy. Right
1: yeah, he's going at it right now.
0: But it's, like, it's a lot of hard work to maintain a relationship like that. And it's not because, like, it shouldn't be hard in that, like... It's difficult because there's all these things that are going on and people's feelings are getting hurt. I just mean that it's 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 hard work to maintain because one, <laughs> it's hard work to fucking date more than one person. First of all, or like engage in casual sex with another person and like having to coordinate like yeah. when they're coming over or like when you're going it's out. Not, it's not like such the, a fucking. It's not ask, like getting tested,
1: glamorous or anything. Yeah, like.
0: like there's a lot of like shit that goes involved in it that like the main part of it is like you have to have so many discussions with your partner where you are just like an open book. It's like not I wouldn't say like twenty four seven, but like there is like not a day goes by where you're not checking in on that. Maybe Uh, that's not for everyone, but that's a non monogamous
1: (laughs) relationship, at least for us, is like it's like 70%, like just open, like so let's talk all the time. 30%, like actually doing nominal. I would say it's like, more like a
0: 90 to 10. Yeah,
1: it, it is so much. Like, there will be like times where it's like I go
0: years without sleeping with anyone else other than my partner, or it's like a few people in one year. Like, it's just like it's so sporadic. But the key for me, at least, is like my partner knows everything that's going on, knows like of the people, even if you don't know the person personally, um, yeah. cause there's some situations where that might not be what you want. And mm-hmm. then there are some situations where like, you don't give a shit. Um, so like, you know, who is happening, what's happening, when, um, kind of like what varying level we are in our stage of courtship with another person, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, are you just talking? Are you just, you know, like whatever, are you actually like pl- making plans to see this person? Like, are you whatever? are you going out on a date or is it literally just sex? Like what's the tea? Like there's always like that information is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the, you know, testing and all these other things that go along with it. Um, cause there's a the safety aspect of course. Yeah. And, I think, so, like, the number one thing is, like, if there's ever a moment where either one of us is uncomfortable with any aspect, it could be a person. It could be a time of the year. Like, if something was too close to our anniversary, for example, I don't think yeah. we would want to do that, you know? Like, things like that. Just, like, little. It could be the littlest thing. Like if I'd they, rather
1: you be hanging out with me on my birthday something duh, like that. You know? Like, like things yeah. like that. <laughs> like, like, it's just,
0: like... The littlest things or the bigger things, like if there's any hesitation, weirdness, anything, it's immediately discussed, immediately put out there. And the discussion usually like stamps out any like insecurity. But if there is something beyond that where like even discussing it isn't enough to make you feel comfortable about a certain situation, then it just doesn't happen. Because no one is more important than the two of us in our relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And um, So I think that helps with like the insecurity slash like jealousy thing, and I just, I'm, I just, I wish I could give you more advice on uh, how to deal with like not feeling like the other person like is picking someone over you. I just have not felt that way. I and think I, like
1: you have to think about it. Um, I just
0: don't know how to explain especially, it. Especially
1: like we have been was like raised to be like that uh we're
0: raised in monogamous culture yeah we're
1: raised in monogamous culture and that like that sex is the ultimate like showing of love for somebody and that that when you
0: outside of your when you date
1: one person you can only be that person it's to the point where like you know people get jealous when like you
0: have friends of a different gender or same gender depending on your situation yeah
1: exactly so like like i'm just mad at every single person you ever meet in your entire life because you you know but like it's, Co-workers just, it's having to, like, honestly rewire the training, not training, like, the education that you've gotten from, like, you know, family and TV, society, like, everything that is just constantly hitting you with that message of, like, you should be jealous of, like, your partner talking to somebody else. Like, that's a sign that there's something wrong like with your Like, sometimes we'll check like, in and we're
0: like, is it weird that we don't feel any weirdness? And then we're like, that's we a have message to... that's
1: like beat into you at That's all almost times. what I feel like,
0: insecure about. It's like, I feel insecure about my lack of insecurity about this. Because yes. a lot of people that we talk to that are, like, very monogamous... I keep
1: getting that message that, like, I should be, like, annoyed or worried that, like, you want to be with somebody else. Like, you want well, to go on a I date remember with somebody else, I like... when first came out
0: as bi, like, a lot of the comments that you would get were that, like, you know, are you worried that I was going to leave you for a woman? And, like, we were kind of, like, laughing because we knew that we were non-monogamous at the time because we
1: But, been, like, that aspect out of like the But, like, out of that,
0: out of the picture, it's just, like, I mean...
1: If we were in a monogamous relationship, it's just the fact that that's like bi, a common thing like, yeah. to like
0: ask a bitch. You know what I mean? It's just like a common like w- gossip moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm. I feel like I'm really bad at like talking about this for whatever reason because this is something that usually like besides like our friends like we keep t- in between us because like we get each other. You know what I mean? It's like hard to explain it, especially to people. Like we get a lot of messages now that we've talked about it from people that are like. I would never do that. And I honestly don't really understand it. And like, that's totally understood. You know, I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't understand either that like I hear from other people and I'm like, yeah, I don't do things that way either. And I don't think I could. And And I think
1: it just comes down to like knowing yourself, knowing your partner, knowing your relationship, having that trust built within your relationship, having that communication built within your relationship and just... Like knowing like what it is that both of you want and how you're feeling and
0: and where the lines are and where like, the lines are
1: it, yeah I, it,
0: parameters there are like
1: there's only like so much that like we can say besides like these very generalized things because when it comes to this like everybody's situation is so unique and you can make up whatever rules you want for your relationship if you it want doesn't to doesn't even like, have
0: to regard monogamy bitch yeah <laughs> you can regard like any part of it. And I think that's like a good rule above like I used to deal with like I had this one toxic friend for example and this was this has nothing to do with non-monogamy they didn't even know that that was a thing and this was years ago and you know they would always like ask me like how often me and Chris were having sex because they would want to like gauge if we were like doing well in our relationship just based off of like how often we were having sex and it's like crap like that where like this has nothing to do with monogamy this is just like people judging other people's relationships off of their own like weird standards and also standards that you're set by society in hollywood like you see in tv shows where it's like oh we're having a we're having a dry spell and that means like your relationship's over you have to find that spark again you have to excite your blah blah, blah in the bedroom again there's literally the reason why that fucking fear exists is to sell you shit it's to sell you sex toys it's to sell you lingerie it's to sell you
1: like date stuff dating like,
0: crap it's yeah. literally that's the dating what that
1: industry is. is so If you're like, never
0: like yo if it, it becomes a thing where you're like wow i'm not sleeping with my partner and this is first of all totally cancels out people that do not have sex yeah like totally gets rid of that which is like one thing that's fucked up two it's just like if you're not sitting there being like hmm I'm not having sex with my partner and that's upsetting me for any like certain length like, of time then that's all that matters so that's, that's the like girl i go through depression <laughs> there are months where i am absolutely no libido no sex drive i barely even want to shower yeah so like it's taking out mental health and sexual preference and also and this is how i feel about sex in general it does not it's not how i show my love. And so like, if there's a lack of sex in our relationship, it's usually a single thing, like a personal thing where it's like, I'm really depressed right now and I'm having trouble doing anything yeah. intimate like that because it's exhausting right now to just get out of bed or whatever. Like sometimes like when Chris like has anxiety, you know, yeah. or me too, like, come on. So it's like, I don't know. I just think people need to chill out
1: first of all.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Second of all first of all i'm not friends with that bitch anymore
1: <laughs>
0: and also
1: well i hope that all of this that we just said can kind of help you make ad- like kind of guide you on how you want to move forward with the relationship because it at the end of the day it's really just got to be like what you feel in your Also, gut. we're not
0: recommending this for anyone it's literally like if this is just how you are then do as you we're
1: want here to, to say that like this it, is what we're it, doing. it's here it exists it happens like and we're doing it and it's working for and us we've been like, doing it for, yeah like, but like it's not like everybody's got to be and know, i gotta monogamous. say like i
0: have gotten a few messages from people being like you know it's nice to hear from a couple that has been together as long as we have and has been like seemingly you know like, people think that we're, like, a good couple. And, like, that's flattering. We definitely have our issues. Like Yeah. Let's, I know we always say that. And I feel like every person says that. And the fridge just suddenly got really
1: loud. <laughs> She's very girthy right now. Like,
0: <laughs> but, like, it's nice to hear that. Because, like, that is kind of what I wanted to get across with this aspect of opening up about our relationship. Because, like, I mean, I think society in general... And I'm saying Western society. I know this is different, very yeah. on where you live. As when well. we
1: say society, we mean the society America. we live in right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's like there's only one type of relationship that exists, and for a really long time, that type of relationship was also heterosexual. And so I feel like we're slowly like redefining like what love looks like, yes. man, because yeah. it's always looked different. It's always never been just one fucking thing. And I think like. I think as long as you're not,
1: as long as the two people that are in the relationship cool. yeah, are is fine, then two
0: or three or whoever, yeah,
1: whoever's in the relationships like is fine, then it's all good and nothing else matters.
0: I would like to talk more about it. I would like more if you guys have like questions that are like more specific because we've just kind of gotten like the question of like just like how does it work and it's a little vague. I'm not dragging yeah, I don't, anyone. I don't, I
1: don't know what to do with that. I know.
0: I just I don't really know where to begin. <laughs> so if y'all have any like questions that are i don't know and it would be cool if we could get some of our other like poly friends on the podcast and we could just do the polycast or whatever
1: oh my god we wanted
0: to do that years ago with whenever we had riley on the podcast yeah because riley and fiona are also in a non-monogamous queer relationship and we wanted to talk about it and that was before i was like open about it yeah they were gonna like they wanted me to do like youtube collabs and i was like so scared at the time now i don't give a fuck Like, I'm thriving. I don't give a shit what anyone Mm -hmm. else thinks about it. Because honestly, people have a bone to pick about the, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know a lot of things, I guess. I got dragged the other day because I don't have lip filler. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. It's expensive. And I don't care what my lip looks like. My one lip that I have.
1: Your one lip. Yeah. All right. I think we should move on to some other questions. Yes.
0: Um, The next question is update on Miss Honey.
1: (laughs) Uh. Um, the
0: update is that we're playing phone tag right now. Squeezy's freaking out and he's very upset about it, but we're supposed to talk
1: soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's just been a lot. She's a fucking teacher. It's the first week of school. You know, I'm letting, you know, we're letting people live their lives. Um, the next question is Have you ever questioned your own gender identity? I don't know if we've answered this before. And I personally have not.
1: I have not either.
0: Um, okay, the next. <laughs> I know, there's not really much to say about that. Yeah. Was your relationship with Chris always poly, if no, when did it change and how? Um yeah, so it was. It was not defined at the beginning though cuz no. we didn't really have the vocabulary. Yeah. We were like, "Oh, this is just okay with us, but like we don't really we're not really discussing it." Mm-hmm. Per se?
1: Yeah. Probably I, not
0: the greatest. Yeah, I think. yeah, it
1: wasn't. Yeah, I'm not going to say it started off in the greatest way, but like, you know, by not like Like nothing bad
0: happened, but yeah. like I am kind of like shocked at like our lack of Yeah. I don't know, awareness of what we were doing. Well let's just
1: say that like the communication that we've had that that we have between us wasn't just like it was there from the get go. Like it had to grow. Yeah, we and, all like, remember
0: Chris when he was a mute.
1: Yeah. Like, come so... on. I didn't have a
0: lot to work with. <laughs> um but it definitely changed like as time went on. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill, Mount Rainier, the literal mountain, forks, the place you get me, or big fir tree. Well, I don't know if we've ever met Big Fur Tree.
1: So I'm gonna kill it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to marry Mount Rainier and I will fuck in Forks.
1: Hmm. Or I'll fuck Forks, whatever. Ow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I'll go the other way. I'll fuck the old Rainier and I'll marry Forks. I'll, I'll have my roots down in Forks.
0: Do people on the West Coast have an accent that's distinguishable to y'all og east coaster you
1: say using y'all which is like something we've picked up from twitter that's i know just like, we don't even have whatever. a reason for doing that um if anything i hear some people with a little bit of canadian accent there's a lot of people in seattle that are like from all over the place so there's like accents of like everybody over- there's people yeah. speaking
0: like all kinds of languages too
1: yeah so but like in general from what i have heard like there's not really like a discernible pacific northwest accent
0: it's almost like with a hint of
1: Canadian. Yeah. Or a hint
0: of like Minnesota.
1: Like it's like a, the tiniest little sprinkling like of it. On
0: certain words like you know, house, house and milk. Like the way Bree says milk. Yeah. I know I always drag it for her <laughs> but like milk.
1: <laughs> Do you like you know how you describe LaCroix as like a lime in a gallon of water? It's like the A person
0: that, in a gallon. Oh wait. One, <laughs> one sprinkle of Canada in, in a, a gallon, gallon of,
1: of Just regular English, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, And then we've also asked people, like, here if we have an accent, and Chris never gets anything, but I get a lot of crap because I've got the Philly Jew. And so everyone makes fun of the way I say orange.
1: Orange. Water. What? You don't do water. I know. you You don't do water.
0: I'm not on that vibe. Crick. No.
1: Hmm, no. God, I just got transported We just mostly
0: get a lot of people that are like, what the fuck is a hoagie? Like, yeah. stop talking about What Wabba. is water ice? Yeah, what's water ice? Explain. I'm like, I never thought I would be asking that kind of a deep question. <laughs> Um, what are you most? I know this is a question for me, but I want to answer it. Um, what are you most excited to release on your Etsy shop for Halloween?
1: Oh wait, this is a question for me too. My well, Etsy store. <laughs> I am most excited. Shop,
0: crow, for...
1: <laughs> Fuck off. Okay,
0: well, since you know what I'm releasing, you can answer this question as what you're most excited to see me release. Because I want you to brag about my shit. Um, I'm just kidding.
1: But um, I'm also not. Please if you're me. If you're thinking what I think you're thinking, it's this uh, witchy print that you've been working on okay, recently. Okay, yeah, that was my answer. Yeah, I, I knew just, it.
0: Whatever. I've been working on this little thing. It's not even that big of a deal, but I just think it's turning out really cute, and I'm painting things I've never painted before. And I don't know. It's I'll just,
1: say that I've seen, like, not that your art was shit beforehand, but, like, that, like, your your like... You just like had this like attitude of like, I'm just gonna fucking paint this with this piece, and like everything is just turning out like really, good. It's turning out like
0: it's in my brain. Yeah. I think I've gotten over the hump of like,
1: I'm not good at this. Am I good at this? Like, I don't know. Like,
0: totally gone from the imposter syndrome thing. That still comes into play, especially when I'm pricing my work. I
1: mean, I'm sure that, like, everybody is going to feel a little bit of that.
0: But I will say, I used to be very much like, oh, I can only paint what I think I'm good at and not, like, try new things. And I'm telling you, doing that fucking watercolor Wednesday shit has been so helpful because I'm forcing myself to paint things that I don't intend to sell. And the practice of it is almost like, hey, paint something that you intend to practice. Because I don't have a ton of time these days, except for on the weekends, to paint for fun. Yeah. And... I'm painting things that, like, you know, I've never done before. Like, today I did a koi pond because I saw someone did, like, an embroidery hoop of a koi pond. I was like, that's cute. I'm a Pisces. I want to paint that. I've never painted fish before. I've never painted little lily pads and shit. And it turned out really cute. Now I see it and I'm like, okay, I need to work on my fish. But I'm getting the most compliments on that piece today. I think it was
1: fantastic.
0: And people are like, this is my favorite one so far out of the 10 weeks that I've done. So, like i don't know i'm just excited about it yeah. just turned into something else completely i'm excited for my witch print
1: yes <laughs> that's yeah. the most
0: exciting thing that i'm making for halloween all right well we actually probably should go go yeah, you've it's answered a lot of
1: stuff and we've been here for a while yeah
0: we got a lot of questions for next week too um we'll get to more next week
1: yes uh so benches stay tuned for the old classic bench time everybody else we will see you next wednesday bye Okay, Benches, so last week you were what kind of Oreo flavor you were this week. It's just what type of cookie are you? Because
0: clearly we're on like a weird food kick today. Just
1: talked about like, you know, cutting sugar. Here's all the sugar that you can have now. Just thinking about that.
0: (laughs) So we're starting off with Courtney, who is cornbread cookies.
1: Jackie Goldfarb is jam tarts. Sarah Booth is Sandies. M. Corbillo is Cornish fairings.
0: Angelica Feliz is a stoop waffle.
1: Madeline Young is macaroons.
0: Lindsay Torlina is a cat's tongue cookie.
1: Joanna Tartaglini is Tim Tams.
0: Lauren Niaz is a Nilla wafer.
1: Kim Vandersloose is Valentine cookies.
0: I thought you said violent time.
1: (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck?
0: Hannah Patelis is a party ring.
1: Gianna Wozniak is ginger snaps. Tara Davey is a date cookie. Kimberly Proza is a sem prong.
0: AJC is an Abernathy.
1: Jake Bauer is coconut balls.
0: Teague Phillips is a Russian tea cake.
1: Lily Rose is rose cookies.
0: Brooke Renee is a brown sugar cookie.
1: Savannah Plissier is butter pecan cookies.
0: Chantel Piat is a whoopie pie.
1: Haley Boucher is bourbon biscuits.
0: Renee Medina is a Moravian spice cookie.
1: Grandma is a Garibaldi biscuit.
0: Sophia Yaramillo is snickerdoodle.
1: Chelsea Grundy is a custard cream.
0: Stephanie Lee is a Lincoln biscuit.
1: Brandy Robbins is a butter cookie.
0: Put that in your coffee. Uh. Michelle Cox is a chocolate chip cookie.
1: Rebecca Mack is a malted milk biscuit.
0: Yoana Jensen is a jumble cookie.
1: Leslie Wright is a cookie wreath.
0: Gwen Stowe is a fudge stripe cookie.
1: Kat Schultz is a shamrock cookie.
0: Jason Gonzalez is a yogurt cookie.
1: Jess Adams is a ladyfinger.
0: Daisy Blossom Dottie is a jammy dodger.
1: <laughs> Lucy is a love letter.
0: Sonia Vazbrun is a brownie cookie.
1: Juanita Cara is a carrot cake cookie.
0: Liz Holbrook is a donut hole cookie.
1: Madison Greer is a graham cracker.
0: Chloe Ireland is a peanut cluster.
1: Caitlin Whalen is a black and white cookie. Fucking love those.
0: Vlynn is an iced Volvo. I thought it said Volvo. I was like, <laughs> uh, Edward.
1: Edward. <laughs> Mackenzie Knight is a macaron.
0: And Rachel Evans is a seven-layer Italian cookie.
1: I love that dip.
0: Bellissimo. <laughs> All right, the rest of y'all,
1: Our... you guys are just a
0: donut cookie since we got the whole. Yes. We've got Taryn Parker. Jocelyn Fry. Dobby.
1: Ishbel Mendez. Brie Cram. Ashley Brewer.
0: Allie Malone. And
1: Kathleen Wynn.
0: Well, thanks, y'all. Enjoy your crispy crumbs.
1: Yes, absolutely. Tell us how they are. That's my
0: off-brand Krispy Kreme. Ew. (laughs) Krispy Krems. It's just the backwash. Um, I'm I'm sorry.
1: Uh, Well, with that, we're going to (laughs) go. Thank you guys for supporting the show. We'll see you next week. Bye.